Welcome to another edition of the Out of My League podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Deshaun. And as always, we are here to give you the latest sports takes, debates, updates, and last but not least, the news. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, man. For sure. How was your weekend? My weekend was good, man. I got to chill, relax, you know, just catch up on some housekeeping things. Mm -hmm. Went to New York, went over the edge. It was pretty cool. Got to see, you know, the tallest building in the Western Hemisphere. Looking over New York. Looks dope. Yeah. Way doper than Connecticut looks. Not gonna gonna lie. (laughs) Looks really lit up. But it was super cold. So I enjoyed myself, but I also froze. How was yours? It was good, man. I got to hang out with some friends, kick it back, and uh, chill it out for real. Yeah. There you go, man. Basketball is in full swing. But before we even get to that, we had the big NFL news. J.J. Watt. Source. Me. (laughs) Arizona Cardinal, man. How you feel about it? I think it's really interesting. I kind of like it, though. I mean, him pairing up with Chandler Jones, I feel like that's a that's a really formidable uh, pass rush. And, you know, if you watch Arizona last year, they were, they needed pass rush because Chandler Jones got hurt early in the season. Yep. So they kind of needed another reinforcement off the edge. I think it's really good. I mean, if they can keep Hassan Reddick, uh, you know, and keep some of that them defensive pieces together, I don't know what they're going to do with Patrick Peterson yet. I mean, you have, uh, you have a really – more young second once once Patrick Peterson's gone you have pretty much a young secondary we're gonna see how Arizona shapes up but they they have a couple holes on that defense they need to shore up I think this was very interesting because the entire week leading up to it we were hearing Cleveland Browns Green Bay Packers the Bills Tennessee Titans all these teams and I think J.J. Watt and his team did a really good Mm -hmm. job of disguising where they were really going because that pit caught me off guard yeah I mean I think everybody even the insiders were like yeah they're like what (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I was I was actually watching NFL Live or not NFL Live Sports Center, excuse yeah. me, and the news broke and Lewis Riddick was like, "What?" And Dan Orlovsky was like, "Wow," <laughs> and I was just like, "Wow," <laughs> I was like, "Wait, what's going on?" I didn't even know the Arizona Cardinals was on the list. Yeah, I didn't. But either. I think it's a solid fit. I think yeah, him across from Chandler Jones is going to be a good fit. How do you think that they stack up now in that real stack? And I call it the best division in football, the NFC West. Yeah, so I still have Arizona number four. Um, <laughs> it's it, I, and I hate to say that like that because I just feel like I mean the Seahawks are better than them, the 49ers are better than them with you know their returning stars, all like eighteen of them that were hurt last year. They're returning, and then you have the Rams who have Matt Stafford now. Like, bro, <laughs> I didn't mean to laugh like that, but that is hilarious because you know what. I got him at the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> JJ Watt said he wanted to go to a team that was in a contender. What are you doing? You're going to the worst team yeah. in the division. Yeah, and the, the division's very, very tough. And I think it could flip-flop between them and the 49ers. I do yeah. think them and the 49ers could be a toss-up, but the 49ers' defense is no slouch. At all. <laughs> Obviously, their running game is very solid. Yeah. They just have a question of who's going to be the quarterback because we don't know if Jimmy G is going to be there or not. Right. But I think they'll have a bounce back year. They had a lot of injuries like early. 18. Like, yeah, they had they in had the same lot, game. They had, 
They, the, they almost had a forfeit. Yeah. They called me at, at one the, point. <laughs> at the Jets, I remember everybody got hurt the same game. Literally. I was like, why is George, the whole team hurt? George, George Kittle down. <laughs> Bosa down. Garoppolo down. Like, the, like my goodness. All the linemen went down. Coach like, down. <laughs> like, yo, man down. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, but like, like I said, they have like <laughs> they have like eleven starters coming back yeah. next year. Yeah, so I mean, they're going to be obviously looking to bounce back and yeah. have that Super Bowl run that they had two years ago. So right. it's going to be very interesting. I found JJ Watt going to the Cardinals. I mean, it's like okay, I understand it. Across from yeah. Chandler Jones, they have a solid defense, a young quarterback in Kyler Murray. I even get you know. D Hop being there, mm. I don't know if he had to do anything with the recruiting process. I'm not sure. I doubt it actually. But JJ Watt going on the back half of his career, if you really wanted to win, I think the Packers should have been the best choice. Yeah, the Packers or the Bills. I mean, two teams that were right there at the end of last year in the in respective conference championships. And it was one of these things too where I, I felt as though like. His decision, I know he's familiar with Vance Joseph, who's the defensive coordinator in Arizona. But at the same time, if you were going to pick a team in that division, shouldn't you have wanted to go to the 49ers with Bosa? Shouldn't you wanted to go to Seattle? You know what I mean? Some teams like or why not the Rams with yeah, Aaron Donald? Honestly, they, mean, they, they sign all the big names, I was literally. About to say. <laughs> so it's one of these things where it really surprised me as well as everybody else. I mean, I, I still feel like that pass rush is going to be really, really good in Arizona. Agreed. But I agree. the decision to go to potentially the worst team in that division is really intriguing. Yeah, I mean. But he has 28 million guaranteed reasons to go there. I mean, this, this is true. This is true. He does have some a lot of guaranteed money in there. Two years, 30, $31 million mm-hmm. contract. I think it's $23 million guaranteed, not 28. I think it's 23, Okay, if I'm not mistaken. But still, a lot of hefty right. guaranteed money, more than he was getting in Houston, exactly. honestly. And now that he's there, I mean, I'm sure he's going to do damage, but again, you went to is it is it is it really are you really trying to get the ring there? Yeah, and the other thing is I don't know. Cliff Kingsbury has to win this year. So if he doesn't, your coach is getting fired, and you're gonna have a new coach <laughs> the following year. This is true with a young Kyler. I mean, I believe in Kyler. I yeah. think Kyler's really good. I, agree. I think Kyler's exceptional in the pocket and yep. can throw the ball. Definitely has a lot of confidence. Mm-hmm. He got hurt a little bit towards the end yep. of the year, a little banged up. But I don't know if the Cardinals team in general is just ready to go against a Rams, who I think are really good, go against a Seattle, who I also think is really good, who who has Russell Wilson. And speaking of Russ, you know Russ is saying that he wants to remain with the Seahawks, but Mm -hmm. if he had to go somewhere, Cowboys, Raiders, Bears, Saints, Mm -hmm. who on that list do you think he should go to if he is to leave Seattle? So – Before I say this, I want to say that none of those situations are better than his current situation. However, I'm gonna answer that when you go ahead. No, I answer that when you get okay. But it's the Saints. I mean, it's the Saints because the Camaras, the the Michael Thomases, the defense was really elite last year. Those type of those type of situations, and then being with Sean Payton, like an offensive minded head coach who's going to put you in position to thrive. Like I feel like the Saints would be the ideal landing spot for him. Mm -hmm. Why is the Saints situation not better than Seattle? Because I feel as though Russ already has number one. He has the locker room. He's been there. The tenure there. The long time he's drafted by the team. He yeah. has a great relationship with John Snyder. Like Won a Super he Bowl. already has really meaningful relationships in the building 
on and off the field, the, all the charity work he's doing in the community. Like, taking Russ away from Seattle is more than just taking away from the Seahawks. He's ingrained in that community out there. And, like, I, feel, and I feel like I got the organization got in total, I got like, he's, he's built. You know, he built his his career in Seattle. He like, is the Seattle Seahawks. Right, exactly. I got it. I got it. So you're looking at it more than a football perspective. Right. I'm looking at this strictly as a football perspective. I think the Saints is a little bit better situation than Seattle is right now because I think they have a better offensive line. Mm-hmm. I think they, they have, definitely have a better offensive line. Yeah, I think they have a better offensive line. They have just as many weapons on offense as far as receivers. Maybe not DK Metcalf out there. Yeah. But they still do have a lot of good receivers out there. They have Michael Thomas, obviously, out there. If, they, well, have, they have Alvin Kamara out there. Yeah. I mean, they, they have offensive mm-hmm. weapons. And they have a defense yeah. who steps up, especially when Drew Brees goes down. They step up tremendously. But the thing with the Saints is they're going to have to make really, really key decisions this offseason because their money is really jacked up right now. So Agree. First off, they couldn't afford Russell Wilson. Let's start there. Okay. But okay. <laughs> the other thing is, you're gonna have to make decisions. If you were to trade for him, you're gonna have to cut somebody Mike, or trade Michael Thomas. You're gonna have to cut or trade one of your defensive playmakers. Like you're gonna mm-hmm. have to let some guys go in free agency in your secondary because you're not gonna have the resources allowed because Russ's cap hits for the next few years is 29, 30, yes, 32. It's up there. It's up there. You know he, what I mean? I mean? Russ is getting the bag. Yeah. That, Russ is definitely getting the bag. I do think that he is going to remain in Seattle. I do, too. I think that they're going to listen to him because, like you said, he is Seattle. Right. He's built up Seattle. He won a Super Bowl in Seattle. Exactly, yeah. So, yeah, taking him out of Seattle is like, what do we have left? Yeah. So, yeah, I understand that part. All right, man, on the basketball, Lakers bounce back, went in their second straight after they dominated the Warriors. Clippers lost in a nail-biter mm. to the Bucks, who have now won five straight. And the Jazz are still on top of the Western Conference, even though they lost to the Pelicans in a good game last night. Yeah, who's the best team in the West still, right you, now? Well, it's still I, I still have the Lakers there as the best team right, right now. Currently. Yeah, the Lakers okay. are still the best team in the West right now. I okay. still have the Jazz at number two, okay, and then the Clippers at number three. So right. those are my lineups right now. I feel like even with, the Lakers, even without AD, because LeBron is LeBron mm-hmm. is going to do his thing. He just needs a little bit from somebody. And you, we saw Dennis Schroeder kind of uh, coming back from injury and kind of helping LeBron out that way, and they, they sealed a win. Because before these last couple of games, they lost, what, five straight, five of last six or something yep. like that? Yep. So he's getting some help, you know what I mean? And the Lakers, they're going to be just as fine as long as Anthony Davis is not an Achilles injury, which I think it is an Achilles injury. If it's an Achilles, they're going to they're gonna go to playoffs, obviously, but I do not count them going to the Western Conference Finals. I obviously want to agree with you because the Lakers is my squad, but right now I honestly think that the Clippers are the best team in the West. Surprisingly, I think that they're starting to catch their stride, even though playoff P, kind of like pandemic P the last <laughs> game, it got a little rough for him. Yeah. It got a little rough for him, but I think that the Clippers are starting to round in the form. I still think they need a point guard, and I definitely think that when AD comes back that they will be the best team in the Western Conference, obviously, mm-hmm. hoping he does come back fully healthy. But the Jazz right now, I think they're starting to kind of mellow out. They were hot for a long time. Winning 19 out of 20 games, they were hot. But I think they're starting to cool off. I think teams are kind of starting to figure them out a little bit. It's kind of just hard to sustain that success for that long of a period. But right now, I do have the Clippers as the best team. Although the Jazz are first, Lakers are second, and the Clippers are a half game back from the Lakers with second. And your Suns. Number four. Right there at number four. And the Suns actually play the Lakers tonight. Yes, sir. But I want to talk about the lower half of that. We have the Warriors rounding out with the AFC. The Mavs hot on their trail. Luka's been balling lately. 
and then you have the Grizzlies right there. Who's going to get that last seed? I want to go with the Mavericks for all the reasons you just said about Luka. I remember even last year in the bubble where he took him to the brink of almost eliminating the Clippers right yeah. there yeah. with him and Porzingis, even though Porzingis got hurt in the last couple games. So I feel like the Mavericks, uh, one of the you know premier franchises really in the NBA where they, they have – a really good pipeline of a, a developing talent, right? They have a, a really good, t- you know, Derek Novinsky. I mean, you had guys coming through that pipeline, Michael Finley, all these type yeah. of guys coming through yeah. that program and really showing out. So I'm looking at I'm looking at the Mavs right now with Porzingis and Luka and Hardaway Jr. and these guys. They can put some noise in, in the playoffs. So, yeah. yeah, I think so. I think they're going to be very interesting. I want to know if the Pelicans can get there because I think that – they have the talent, too, and they can score so many points. They're just really shaky on defense. Yeah. And the Mavs are, too. But I also really, really want to see Zion in the playoffs. So we'll see. We'll see. To the Eastern Conference, mm-hmm. we have, obviously, the Bucks, the Nets doing their thing, Sixers doing their thing, Knicks. The Knicks are back. The, fourth seed in the East. The fourth seed in the East. The Garden is lit. Where's Spike Lee at? <laughs> Let's get Spike on the phone. How do you see the East shaking out, man? This is one of the most bizarre situations we've seen in a while, right, in the East, because we we figured that the, the Knicks would be nowhere close no. to even the top eight teams in the East. But it seems as though Tom Thibodeau, like, He's putting in work with these guys. I mean, Julius Randle and these I, guys. <laughs> I cannot say enough about what Julius Randle's doing right now. Yeah. That man is balling. For sure. They got a better record than the Heat, the Celtics, Raptors. They're out there. Yeah. And it looks like they're going to make the playoffs and, you Definitely. know, potentially make some noise. I'm not sure what the Hornets are going to do. They have the AFC right now. Mm-hmm. But, boy, is that team fun to watch. That team is so fun Lamello to watch. Ball is a monster. <laughs> he is a monster. <laughs> I literally think about the Warriors picking James Wiseman, mm-hmm. and I think he's going to be great. I think he's going to be really good. Yep. But they have to regret not taking Melo. No, they don't. Wiseman, to. Wiseman's going to be really good. Really, really good. <laughs> LaMelo looks amazing. No, right I mean, LaMelo, LaMelo's must-see TV. LaMelo's going to be – LaMelo looks great because that is essentially his team, right? Because how are you going to – I mean, off-ball, if you're looking at how the Warriors are currently constructed, before the draft, right a week before the draft, Clay Thompson goes down. So I'm sure in their mind they already had Wiseman as going to be their draft choice. Once Klay Thompson went down, then you're like, yeah, let's audible. We gotta, we gotta figure out something let, else. Let's right? audible. But let, I think James, let, I, think, I think James Lamello's, Wiseman, Lamelo's right there. Let's yeah. audible. I think, I think Wiseman was still the right choice for them. There's nothing you can tell me that makes Wiseman the better choice right now. <laughs> Lamelo Ball is going to win Rookie of the Year. He's, for sure, he's balling out of control. Right. Assists, rebounds. Right. He's a big guard. He's not afraid. Like, he's playing carefree basketball, mm-hmm. and he looks great at doing it. For sure. He looks great doing it. And he has the Hornets right now currently sitting at the eighth seed. And honestly, aside from the Suns, I think the, TV. I, I think the Suns are really a really must-see TV team, yeah. too. The Hornets are must-see TV right now. For sure. LaMelo's actually must-see TV. He's, look, high, he's on SportsCenter every day. Yes. Every single time he plays, yes. he's on SportsCenter. Literally, it can be another team, player could have 50. They'd be like, oh, man, yeah, so-and-so have 50 points. But did you see that pass by yeah, LaMelo? Exactly. Oh, my God. What an assist number two. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> and he's, you know what? It's it's the ore he's playing with, right? The way he's playing with so it, much it, swagger, yeah, and so much swagger. It's, man. it's 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 really capturing everybody's it attention is. right now. How he's playing, how he's you know enjoying the game for you know we saw early in Lonzo's career how he didn't look like he was enjoying <laughs> playing with the Lakers. He looked he looked stressed out. I feel yeah. like his dad put so much pressure mm-hmm. on him that yeah. he just had to live up to his expectations, and he could never really be himself. Right. Lamelo's like, yo. My dad is going to be quiet. Yeah, I'm going to do me. what I want. Yeah, this is all me. <laughs> I'm about to go out here and ball. Ever since they put him in the starting lineup, he's been booming. Yes. He's really, really been booming. On both ends of the floor. Yeah, he's been booming. Let's look ahead to the second half of the NBA season after the All-Star break, which is this weekend. What team needs to do something as far as a trade or pick up somebody in free agency to really put themselves in position to make a title run? The Miami Heat. Um, and the Boston Celtics. I'm going to go two. Okay. Um, I'm looking at these two teams. They have the talent. They they know they can take it to the brink because look what they did last year, even in the bubble with both teams. But I feel like both teams are just missing something. And Miami is interesting because we know that they are very aggressive in making trades. Very, very aggressive in making trades. And I know that they have interest in Victor Oladipo and all these type of other type of guys as well. And I think they they need to make a trade. They they need to make a trade. I mean, they can't just openly sign somebody because they don't have the money to do it. Mm-hmm. But they can trade and so all of that cap space, right? Okay. So I feel like they need to make a trade to put them over. Because right now you look at the East and you're not going to beat the Nets. You're not going to beat the Sixers. You nope. might not even beat Boston right now if you're Miami. And if mm-hmm. I don't know about that, and I'm gonna pick up. I'm gonna pick up real quick because you said Boston as well, and I was gonna mm-hmm. say Boston. Yeah. I think it's time to blow up that Boston experiment. Even though they're still young, they they have Jalen Brown, they have Jason Tatum. They've been doing the same thing over and over for me for for years now. Blow up guys who are they've 24 been, and they've younger? Been, they've been doing the same thing literally over and over for years now. All they like they Kim, got drafted two years ago. Kim, Kimba's not helping them at all. They need they need to switch it up. Brad Stevens so, needs to switch up something. I agree They've with this. They've been doing the same thing. They had they mm-hmm. had Terry Rozier over there. Mm-hmm. Scary Terry. The same small guard basketball. And then just with two, I would say one very dominant forward in Jalen Jason Tatum. And yeah. then Jalen Brown's really good. No yeah, slouch. For sure. They're not winning games. When this gets to the playoffs, yeah. they they cannot carry the team. They need to figure something out. It might be ta- it might be time to trade Kimba. Who knows? But here's maybe, but that I think that's what I'm saying as yeah. far as like not you don't have to blow up the team, but they need something because what they've been doing has been consistently inconsistent. Yeah. when it comes to the playoffs, I think what I think what sh- what they should do is they obviously they're trying to build around Tatum and Brown right now, right? Which is fine, and I think they should just make everybody else expendable at this point in time. They All should right. make everybody else expendable and try to get some veterans around these two young guys because you look at. Tatum and you look at Brown, they're 24 years old, 23 years old. Like these yeah. guys are really, really young. I understand. And that. I feel like they need some kind of veteran leader, a leader that knows how to win, right? I feel like Kemba is going to be really, really good in ISO situations. He's going to get the cup. He's going to score the ball, but he's always, always hurt. Yeah. And he's very small as yes. well. So yes. I feel like they need a bigger, more aggressive guard that can also distribute. I think they need create. a big. I think they need a big in general. You think they need a center? I, I think they need a big in general. Okay. A power forward or a center because Jason Tatum's going to do his thing. Yeah. Jason Tatum's not the problem. I don't think Jalen Brown is the problem. I don't necessarily think Kimba is the problem, although he's hurt so always, much. Always He's hurt. always hurt, and he's very, very inconsistent yeah. as of late. There are some games he'll drop 28, 30. Some mm. games he'll drop six. Yeah. 
and he's very inconsistent. I just don't think that that team in the playoffs puts fear in anybody's hearts. I don't think that team will beat a Miami in the playoffs. I don't. I think I, I think they will take down Miami. I really don't think they'll beat a Miami in the playoffs. Yeah. I just don't. I just think Miami is a better team. I think mm-hmm. Tatum and Brown are really all you can rely on every game in, game out. Yeah. For the Celtics, and if you can contain one of them, you're gonna win the game. Yeah. Like. Jason Tatum's gonna get his. For sure. And Brown's gonna get his like, as well. Yeah, and Brown Brown's gonna get his. But I mean, if Tatum has 30 and Brown has like 20, mm-hmm. 50 points or so, who else is gonna score? Right. Like who else is gonna score? So I think they need they need to do something. I think Brad Stevens has been kind of doing the same thing for a couple of years now. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I meant. Not necessarily just get rid of Tatum or get rid of Brown, but they need to add a key addition somewhere. Yeah, I agree. And, and just change the way that change the formula. Yeah, they need they need a new formula. Maybe a change of scenery for Brad Stevens. I have no idea. I like Brad Stevens. I no, do. I do too. Yeah. I think he's I think he's a great coach. Yeah, I think he's a great coach. But I just don't think that what he's doing is necessarily fitting what that team's fitting, best at. And it's not even fit. It's not necessarily fitting. But what are we really playing for? Are we playing to win championships, or are we just playing to coast through the regular season? They're going to get to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's fine. The get the game is to win championships. I don't see them as a threat right now in the East. I don't. I think. I mean, we're talking about two really, really aggressive franchises with Danny Ainge. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, yeah. he, you yeah, know yeah. what I mean. Like yeah. the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics are as aggressive as anybody when it comes to player acquisition. Oh, I'm for sure. sure, they will make moves to acquire more talent on their teams. For sure, for sure. Rank your top four teams right now in the East. Nets. Yep. Sixers. Sixers. You got Bucks at three? Bucks. You said top three, right? Four. Um, I want to know your fourth. <laughs> yikes. Mine's the Heat. Is it? Yep. Okay. I think it's Boston for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I just can't I just can't put Boston up there right now. Right now, the way New York's playing, I think New York could take Boston maybe to at least seven six or seven games in the playoffs. Mm. I do. I do, man. I just don't. I just don't, don't know about that. I one. just don't see. I just don't think Boston has it, man. I think Kimba's so inconsistent. Yeah. Like as much as I love Kimba, I'm Char- from Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Like he's just so inconsistent when it comes to the big moment, and he's he's always hurt. Like you said, he's always hurt. Mm-hmm. So I think Tatum's gonna get his. Like, but two players are not gonna beat you. Well, I lied. Harden and Irving will beat you. About but Harding and Irving greater than the rest of the league. LeBron and AD like, will beat you. Yeah, like, like, like I, okay, I lied. Like, okay, I lied. But, but Harding and Irving greater than the rest of the Eastern Conference. Literally. Harding, Irving, Durant greater than everybody. 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 Yeah. So, so, yeah, like, it, apples to apples here. Like, right. two different things here. That's all I got, though, man. Before we get out of here, are you worried about the Bucks? I don't think I'm necessarily worried about the Bucks because I don't have playoff expectations for the Bucks. Okay. They're, a reg- right. they're a regular season team. They, yeah. do, they do this in the regular season mm-hmm. all the time. Even though they had their five-game losing streak skid, now they're on a five-game winning streak. They're a regular season team. But did they get anybody in the offseason that really posed a threat? No. no. We no. talked about this when no. they made those trades yeah. no. in uh, player acquisition. We sat here and we said that they didn't do enough. Yeah, Drew Holiday, I'm sorry, you are not the answer. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Drew Holiday. I do too. But it's but not. I, I don't. <laughs> no. Okay, instead of getting swept five games. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what, what are we really doing here is what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't see them beating the Sixers. Nope. I definitely don't see them beating the Nets. Nope. 
And they might I, not be Miami. It, honestly, Miami and, has been a kryptonite. And that's what I'm saying. Like, honestly, in the playoffs, like, Miami is a really good very, constructed very good. team. Yeah. They, they play team basketball. Like, nobody is really above anybody. Yeah. Jimmy Butler is a leader, but he's not necessarily the highest scorer on the team. But every when night. it comes to crunch time, oh, he, Jimmy's going to make a bucket. His name, name's Jimmy Buckets. Exactly. Like his, his name's Jimmy Buckets. He has no choice. Right. Like, he has no choice. But they have Tyler Hero who can shoot, Duncan mm-hmm. Robinson that yep. can shoot. Like they had Bam down there, who's been very underrated. Bam is very, is very good. Yeah, he is balling right now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like they have a lot of shooters Kendrick out there. Nunn, like. Kendrick Nunn, like Kendrick Nunn. They have a lot of shooters and scores out there that can get you a bucket. Yeah, and I feel like the Bucks really don't have that. I agree. And I think that if you run an offense through Giannis, who is amazing, mm-hmm. we get it. But if you build the wall, he, I'll give him three point line every day, all day. You heard what Devin Booker said. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. When, I didn't. When when the uh, when the when the Bucks and Suns played and the game was on the line and, and Giannis had to make a jumper to win the game, <laughs> Buck was just like, "All right, oh, we'll take it." That dub. <laughs> yeah. yes, that's a dub, yeah, dub for us. Dub. That's a dub for us. So I'm saying, like, yeah. I mean, unless he's going to the basket, I'm not seeing him as a real threat. Mm-hmm. And then Middleton's been really up and down this season. So just going yeah. on two years. Yeah, I mean. You know, but Bucks not really afraid. Not, yeah, no, they're not a threat. Yeah, they're not a threat. All right, man. Before we get out of there, the Hawks fire Coach Lloyd Pierce. Did he deserve to get fired? No, I I really don't. I really really don't understand what Atlanta's doing. Um, I get it. They spent money in free agency to sign all these players, and Which they expected. Is, we thought we thought right. they'd be much better. Yeah. We, we actually thought they'd be much better. Right. Yeah, they're. Mm-mm. And we mm-mm. we figured that they would be much better at this point. And, you know, I know he just had a baby like a week ago. So, yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah. Uh, so disrespectful. And the the thing is, like, I feel as though black coaches get such a short leash. And it's funny because, well, it's not funny, but it's weird because Nate McMillan, somebody he, he brought in and they're, they have a great relationship with, is now the head coach in Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> and it's one of these things where, like, what was the plan all this time when – you brought in Nate McMillan as as kind of the veteran to to really get this team going. You fire Lloyd Pierce, who has been instrumental in Atlanta. And with Atlanta Hawks, I mean, he's been really good with Trey Young and all these type of guys too. You know what I mean? John Collins. And then you fire him. And then, you know, obviously you bring in Nate McMillan as your your guy. And it's mm-hmm. one of these things like, what is really going on in Atlanta right now? I mean, it's rough. For me, I don't think he was deserving of getting fired, no. but Atlanta has definitely underwhelmed this season. Oh, for sure. Atlanta's definitely underwhelmed this season. With the talent acquisitions that they picked up in the offseason, yeah. we thought they would definitely be competing right now in the East. I thought they would at least be a sixth seed at the at the lowest. And right now they're like eleven. Yeah. It's... They're 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 barely above the Wizards right now. They are struggling. I think they've lost eleven of the last fifteen. It's not looking. And good. all the losses basically have been in the fourth, fourth quarter. quarter. Yeah, they they can't hold a lead to no. save their life. They are they fold. Yeah, <laughs> you want to talk about folding? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they fold in the fourth quarter for sure. Yo, bet against the Hawks. <laughs> fourth quarter, <laughs> book it, <laughs> book it, <laughs> book it. Yeah, they've been folding big time. So, although I don't think that's necessarily necessarily justifiable for him to get fired mm-hmm. when you when you're underwhelming that badly. I mean. It, I feel like that's just how it goes. Yeah. I feel like that's how it goes. And it's unfortunate, you know, especially for another black coach. Right. 
But I feel like that's just how it goes. So we'll see how they we'll see what they look like now that they have you know a new coach. Mm-hmm. They have the Heat tonight. Don't think they'll win that game nope. either. That's but another L. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's just another L. And Trey Young's been playing great. Yeah. But hey, if you, if you can't win games, it really doesn't matter. If you're Trey Young, I know this is year three, three of you being in Atlanta. You have one more year, I believe, before you're. Uh, contract eligible, an extension eligible player. I wonder if he if he demands a trade out of there after a year. After this year, we look at this summer of twenty. This summer will be twenty twenty two, right? Summer yep. of twenty twenty two, and you're looking at it, and he's probably going to be like, "What? It, what happens if he demands a trade out of Atlanta?" And that situation gets really, really interesting after that because I feel like we know Trey wants to win now and he's he's really good like he he's a really good player super, super talented and i feel like it's leaning toward that way if they keep on going south like they are as a franchise i'm pretty sure trey young's gonna tell them trade me i'm gonna say this about trey young super talented love watching him play he's very well must see tv mm-hmm. i don't know how trey young will fare beside another star that's a guard i'm not sure how he'll look because he's a very ball dominant player for sure he's a very ball dominant player so i'm not exactly sure how he'll fare with another superstar guard so i'm not sure exactly where he would go yeah i have to really take some time to think about mm-hmm. that you but can run him off screens though and stuff like that you could definitely no you can run him off screens though but i feel like he's one of those guys that really you know brings oh, he's the ball gonna court, have the ball yeah pulls pulls from like half court <laughs> yeah like pulls just that's inside, his game just inside yeah that's his game like yeah. He's a lot more effective with the ball in his hand. Agreed. So I think that that'll be interesting, the trade market at least for him, to see mm-hmm. how a fit would be. Okay. NCAA coming to a close, man, as far as the regular season. Tournament on the way. You excited? We're going to see. Uh, because I know I know we're still waiting on teams to confirm whether they're going to play or not. True. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Whole, NCAA, whole, whole yeah. thing to be held in Indy if they make it. Right. <laughs> if yeah. they make it. It's, it's a weird situation right now with uh, college basketball because teams – are telling you know the NCAA that like we don't we don't want to potentially get COVID so true we're gonna find out. I'm excited, man. I'm not gonna lie. I'm excited. I'm I'm a little less excited now because Carolina blew the game last night against Syracuse. And there's no fans. Yeah, and there's no well, actually, no, not not technically. They're starting to bring fans back. I don't know if there'll be fans for the tournament, right? But as of right now, like the last few regular season games, they've started to bring a little bit of fans back. Just fifteen percent. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fifteen or twenty percent, yeah, something yeah. like that. Still very small, yeah. but you start to hear a little bit of noise in there. But I'm I'm just kind of excited because one, I love the March Madness time. Mm-hmm. March Madness time is like no other. I love filling out the brackets. Yeah, I love you know just competing. Yeah, bracketology, <laughs> competing against my friends. Yeah. Love seeing how far my team can go. And one, I'm just hoping we make the tournament first mm-hmm. and foremost. We have Duke on Saturday. Duke trash. <laughs> um, so if we can beat them, that'll be a nice little regular season sweep. I would love I would love that. But right now, if I had to say to pick a winner, I'm picking Michigan. Okay. I think Michigan is They're very good. I think Michigan is playing amazing basketball right now. I know Gonzaga blows teams out by twenty most of the time, but they also don't play a lot of competition. I think the Big Ten right now is the best conference in basketball. So Yeah. I, I feel as though it and it's it's like Michigan is very, very good. Baylor's another team that's yes. really, really good. The only thing I worry about with Baylor is they've been off and on so much because of COVID. Mm-hmm. They they play two games and then sit out a month, play yeah. another one game and then sit out two weeks. Yeah. Like they lost to Kansas last week because they hadn't played in like 20 days. Right. So, I mean, I think Russ will be a factor, but I think they need to get in a little consistent groove. But if they do get in that groove where they're, they're playing scary. consistently, oh, no, I think defensively they're probably the best team in the country. Yeah. 
And, you know, they're one of the best three-point shooting teams mm-hmm. in the country, as is. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. Drew Brees, man, pushing the sled outside on concrete. Why, I don't know. Hit the field. Um. Anyways, is he coming back? We don't care. <laughs> we don't care. That's mean. <laughs> we, I mean, listen. That's mean. We don't care because what have the Saints been the last three years? Eliminated. That, that, that's what they've been. Eliminated. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. That was harsh. Tell me how you really feel. The Saints are really the team every year that were like, yo, this team could really win the Super Bowl, and then they blow it in the playoffs. We, we, you you got to know how I felt about Drew Brees. <sighs> yeah. I'm, I'm tired of getting my expectations up for them, too, every year. So, I mean, we'll see. I think Drew Brees should retire, personally. Please. I, I really think he should retire. I don't think he looked that great. Go Last ahead in the, the CBS booth and do the broadcast. Yeah, man. Get beside Tony Romo. <laughs> yeah. Like, like yeah. talk about the game, man. Let me know what's up. Let Jameis get a chance. Like, that's what I'm here for. Uh, no, I, knew, I, knew, <laughs> I knew it was coming. I knew I'm, it was coming. I'm all here for Jameis, man. Will Chamberlain's 100-point game was 59 years ago today. If you could pick one player in the NBA today to score 100 points, who would it be? KD. Interesting. Kevin Durant. Okay. Same team, I'm going to go James Harden. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go James Harden or Devin Booker, actually. Oh, D-Booker? Yeah. yeah. He puts him up. He had, what, I'm, 60? That, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah he, he's had a 70-point yeah. game before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's had a 70-point game. So against the Celtics. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I'm going to go James Harden or Devin Booker. James Harden, because he can get to the free throw at will, so I think if he were to get 100, he would have around 30 free throws. Yeah. And he can shoot out of this world. And I just think that he can finish just enough around the basket. And I know that if it comes down to it, he will ball hog like sure. that. So, and we know I Devin think, Booker's a bucket. Yeah, and that and Devin Booker's just a bucket. Like, Devin Booker has a back-to-the-basket game. Mm-hmm. He has he can shoot. He can finish at the rim. He's athletic. He will dunk on you. Yep. So I think that's why I would pick Devin Booker as well. So I don't know about KD because I feel like he just wouldn't put up that many shots. I don't, I don't see Kevin Durant being a ball hog like that and, like, really just – like he can take over a game. Yeah, I just don't see him having that mentality to just put up that many shots. I, I think if if Harden and Kyrie were hurt, he would for sure, okay. and he would he would not hesitate pulling that trigger. Like I've seen Harden put up upwards of thirty plus shot attempts. Oh, we know. This. He, like I've seen I've seen him do it multiple times. So I think that Harden would definitely. He would at least attempt to. Yeah. I think Devin Booker can just score at all yeah. aspects of, at of, will. of offense, literally. Yeah. Like, he can fade away. Mm-hmm. He can shoot the three. He can dunk. Like, he can do all of that. Yeah. So, I think he would probably be the one. All right, man. Before we get out of here, Nike VP executive resigns after reports of her son's sneaker selling resale business hit the net. And it was crazy. Making 200K plus. Flipping shoes immediately. Buying 400 and 500 shoes. Am I mad? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I am heated. This is who I'm competing with on sneakers. And I'm losing. <laughs> I'm losing every week. As somebody who loves sneakers, yeah. he's the one that took me out the game. <laughs> he personally took me out the game, and I don't even know him. 19. You got a whole vendetta against somebody yeah, you don't know. Yeah, I, I do. I do, man. He got, he got to see me. He, <laughs> I do. Took his. He had his mom's car, and he was spending 21 k on sneakers nearly every week. Giving the, giving the number to his friends and they were just using bots and every every Saturday buying the biggest releases in bulk, getting around two and three hundred pairs and then reselling them within a week, coming up on about twenty thousand dollars profit. Man, you talk about a hustle. Yo, <laughs> do you think his mom had to resign? I feel like 
she had to know about this first off. Because yeah, it's her, I, I, it's her card. Like, how do you not notice over a hundred being removed from your card in a exactly. week? Exactly. How much money do you have? I know you. I know you're the VP in Nike, so you're making a lot of How money. How much but money do you have? That much money, I'm sure you're looking at your, your accounts like, yo, hold up, <laughs> yo, did the bank not alert you? What kind of bank do you have? Exactly, <laughs> that is not a good bank. If they see a hundred k leave from the sneakers, and app. don't say nothing to you <laughs> from, from the sneakers app. <laughs> That's that's past hacked. Did you make this purchase? <laughs> yes or no? <laughs> did, did you purchase a hundred k worth in sneakers on Saturday at approximately eight a.m. Like what? She had to know. I think she had to know too. Yeah. I'm, it's unfortunate because she has to step. She resigned, right. and I think you know, I'm not the one for the reselling business. I've never been the one. I love sneakers. Like mm-hmm. I used to collect sneakers. I, I don't much anymore. Right. But I was never much of a reseller, and I don't knock people that do it. But people like that who literally get three and four hundred pairs. Yeah, I'm hating. Yeah. I just want one. You being greedy. I, yeah, yeah. You being greedy. I get it. You're making a profit. Your parents are already rich. Yeah. Basically. Like, like share the wealth. The VP at Nike. Come on, share, now. Share the welfare. Where did you find six pair of mags? <laughs> all right, man. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm getting heated all you over. You sick of it? I'm getting heated all over again. That's all I got, man. I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank everyone for tuning in. Black Lives Matter. They will forever matter. It's not February, but it's still Black History Month this way. And it's also Women's History Month this way. So shout out to all the queens out there. For sure. Shout out to the essential workers, all those still pushing for change. Continue to, you know, subscribe and like and share us and just support us. Yeah, man, for sure. Everybody, we're happy for our, our queens out here, man. We support all the women, the, the whole movement. Uh, black lives always matter. They will forever matter. Um, guys, again, like, share, subscribe. Our <laughs> podcast, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, and the other platforms you listen to us on. Push us out there. Share us. Let's get it going. Please. And Mike Breen said it best. Bye. Deuces. <laughs> Yo. It ain't no debate, no way, ain't no escape Big dog eating off the plate, cool breeze mops with the same Flexed up now, John Cena, racked up more than Serena Wife a baddie looking like Nia, more drip more than a leader I'm at the wood, I said I would get, no mediocre, I'm feeling like tip Sound like to me, we got us a hit, they can't even drip line So savvy is the swag daddy, red eye flights out to Cali Holding bags looking like a caddy, penthouse vibes, no addy this is the wave that give them the feeling Rappers be capping, no I don't feel you Feel like the man when I walk through the building Too many scars and spiritual healing I got a million dreams I got a million schemes We going crazy, we going crazy We got the winning team